Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would and credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Increase Your Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome to the always fascinating increase of our reality. Today's episode went in with one intention, then quickly took a left turn down a whole other interesting avenue, as we frequently seem to do here. Hopefully you guys enjoy the topics of psychedelics and reptilians, because we definitely have those bases covered. Expect a lot more from this guest in the future, because there will be a lot more collabs coming down the pipeline. But before we get into this awesome episode today... If you guys haven't already left a review or rating on iTunes or Spotify, I would definitely appreciate it if you did. Uh, preferably on iTunes, I see all the awesome uh, ratings on Spotify, and I definitely appreciate those. Uh, I need to start filling up the iTunes one, make it so that I can uh, read your guys' reviews on the show, give you guys a shout-out, of course, and that will help out the algorithm and make it so that more people see the show and the show can continue to keep expanding. And if you guys aren't already following the show on social media, if you guys want to get updates on anything new going on with the show, future events, uh, episodes getting dropped, any of that fun stuff, uh, Instagram is the one that I'm the most active on. Of course, I do have a Facebook set up, but that kind of just gets pushed off of the Instagram. So at least go and follow on Facebook or Instagram. And if you guys want to pop into some chat rooms and have some awesome conversations with some like-minded people, the Telegram and the Discord are always building up. Uh, preferably the Discord, the Telegram is more so... Uh, just new episodes drop. There's not a lot of interaction over there, but the Discord though, that's always continuously expanding. So if you guys wouldn't mind popping in there and interacting, I definitely appreciate it. And if you guys want to share the show, want to make it a little bit easier than sharing a straight full episode, you guys can always go and check out the YouTube or the TikTok. Over there, I post a one to three minute clip of the show with a question, uh, usually a point of interest of the show. 
uh, quick and easy to share. I post the same thing over on YouTube as I do on TikTok. So at least go and follow on one of those two and uh, share them with friends, open up some interesting conversations with some people around you. Uh, and in the process of it, again, continue to help the show expand and continue growing. And if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, whether you're an author, researcher, uh, experiencer, contactee, ufologist, cryptozoologist, uh, paranormal investigator, uh, cultist, uh, Freemason, uh, any of any, any open-minded fringe type topic, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with you on the show. So don't hesitate to shoot me a message and hopefully we can set something up. Uh, you guys can always email me at inquiriesofallrealitypodcast.outlook.com or you can go to the link tree, fill the submission form. And of course that will go directly to my email. Uh, make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders, make sure nothing gets missed in the process because I do respond to every single message that I get. Or if you want to make it easy for you, me and everybody, uh, you guys can always go on Instagram and send me a message on there. That is the form of social media that I'm the most active on. Um, and if you guys haven't already checked out Bizarre Encounters, it's a great show. Always having fun over there with my two awesome co-hosts, Orin and Jenny, deep diving into bizarre encounters and strange topics. And uh, we have a lot of fun, make some jokes along the way. Uh, there are some interviews on that one, of course, too, but it seems like we've kind of geared it more towards our specific deep dive. So if that sounds like something that might interest you, definitely go and check that out. And if you guys want to keep tabs on everything I do all in one place, you guys can always follow Open Minds Media across social media. And there you'll get not just uh, updates for this show, you also get updates for Bizarre Encounters um, and anything new that I'm doing as far as uh, production and building up different facets of the show and different avenues of different uh, types of creator content that I'm trying to do. And if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do so. Number one, of course, is to go and join the awesome ranks of the Patreon people. Over there, there's multiple tiers, so you guys can figure out which one suits you the best, but you'll get things such as ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, lives of episodes, live replays of episodes, exclusive merch store discounts. And uh, I'm always willing to take suggestions over there to see what you guys want. So don't hesitate to shoot me a message. Let me know if there's anything else that you guys want to see as far as the Patreon goes. And if you guys want to donate directly, you guys can do so through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. Uh, if you want to do it that way, go all the way down to the bottom of the episode description. You'll see something along the lines of support on Red Circle. Uh, and whatever you guys donate, if it doesn't give you some type of option to leave a personalized message, let me know that you guys donated so I can give you guys a shout out on the show. Give appreciation where appreciations due, as I always say. And uh, the third way you guys can support the show is through the Open Minds Media merch store. Uh, there you'll find designs for Increase All Reality, Bizarre Encounters, and I will be adding some new cryptid designs over there. Um, for anybody that was around for Squonkapalooza, I do have a squonk design that says the world's status cryptid. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, that one should be hopefully up on the store soon if it isn't already up on the store by the time I'm uh, put, dropping this episode. And uh, while we're talking about merchandise, if you guys haven't gone and checked out Crypto Theology, I think you guys will definitely uh, enjoy what you find over there. Joe's always expanding, always... Uh, dropping some new awesome cryptid designs. I know he recently just was uh, one of the people that threw Squonkapalooza, so there should be hopefully some new designs that he'll be dropping soon enough, not that events out of the way as far as uh, his workload goes. But if you guys want to go check that out, there's a link available down in the show description. And if you guys are into this show and you guys are into the topics we talk about, I definitely think that you guys will find something over there that you guys love. But everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, 
Tom Tomcat Thompson from Strange Brew Podcast. How's it going today, man? What's going on, homie? It's uh, it's been a while. Semi a while, at least for you on my show, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, we recently did the Hat Man thing. I dropped that on the feed for all the listeners that did listen to that. But as far as you've been on the show, man, it's been since like episode thirty something. It's been a hot fucking which minute. is wild, which is wild, yeah. And you've been on, you've been on my show a couple times for some fun, uh, fun episodes and stuff like that, and more to come, especially some deep dives and stuff. So, uh, if you don't know me already, uh, I have many aliases. Uh, I go by Tomcat. Uh, I have Tom Thompson, and also my hip-hop alias is The Raptilian. I actually just released a music video that I just did called Outspoken. Um, so you can find that on YouTube, and hopefully soon I'll be putting a bunch of music on Spotify. Um, I just got so much stuff going on with Strange Root Podcast. And uh, that is a show where we talk about everything strange and bizarre, from conspiracies to true crime. But we do it with... Uh, dark humor. We we joke about everything, take nothing seriously, uh, and we obviously drink, smoke weed, sometimes a bit of fungi, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm the only one doing fucking mushrooms. <laughs> Billy's drinking. My co-host Billy is always drinking, having that beer. Scared of mushrooms, though. That's the scary, or the funny part about it. And just to he throw did, in some other shit too, bro. Grams, man, you did seven, seven grams. His first time, his first time. Oh, that's fucking and awful. He freaked out. And the thing is, I said to him, I was like, "It's because you resisted it. It was probably trying to show you something that would have changed your life forever." But he just kept saying that he couldn't write out. He's like, "I couldn't say I'm so fucked." He's like, "I want to say I'm so fucked." He's like, "I couldn't say it." Yeah, like, I couldn't say it. He's like, "I kept going, I'm so, I'm so," and he couldn't. And his brother's like, "What are you talking about?" Because he's with his brother. And he's like. <laughs> What? And then he's like, he, I tried to write it down. It wouldn't let me write it down. And then he tried to do it on a PlayStation remote to type it in. It wouldn't work. And I was like, well, it took hold of you and you didn't let go. That's a, you know, cause I'm a big advocate for uh, the use of uh, psilocybin. If uh, people don't know me by now. I always find it really funny though, that people that drink, for example, usually end up having issues with psychedelics, but it's like a weird mental thing though. Cause it's like when you drink, your intention is that you like want to let go of regular life. Like you're using it yeah. as like a vice to like relax and shit like that. But it's like, they have the mentality of letting go when they get blurry and slurry. But mm -hmm. when it comes to being like in yourself spiritually and letting go, it's like a totally different battle. So it's like, I don't know, man, everybody I know that regularly drinks, they always have a hard time with mushrooms, particularly the first mm -hmm. time. And maybe they kind of get used to it, but yeah. usually it just takes the first time goes bad. And then people are like, no, I'm good. I'm not fucking with that shit ever again. I know. Cause it ruins it for them. And a lot of people, uh, even buddies I've talked to where I'm like, Oh, you got to try it with me. Uh, they are always like, I don't, um, uh, I don't want to lose control. Like I'm a, like they, and then you're putting that fear out there already. Kind of thing. And most times, if people have not tried uh, magic mushrooms or psilocybin, you were you were on our uh, history of magic mushrooms episode. Uh, is you know like you have to let go, but most times your first time you just do if you do just do a gram and a half, two grams, you're just gonna laugh. You're probably just gonna laugh your head off. Like, and that will most people's first time is my first time, my fiance's first time, everyone's first time is like, haha, you're just laughing your ass. I've always had the two gram rules for the first time for like anybody, yeah. anybody that's ever done them with me. Uh, the first time I did them and I heard that from other people because yeah. that's like a little bit more than a half a dose. You're going to feel it, but it's not like enough where you're going to feel like you're going to lose control, but you'll definitely get like a good feel for it. I mean, for anybody out there, it's thinking about trying mushrooms, two gram rule. That's always the best for the first, for the first time. So I got a new strain. 
uh, recently because I, I try so many. And then I should be categorizing them or making videos of how I'm feeling when I'm on them. It never happens. And then I forget. But I, I have like a catalog in my head of all these different strains I've tried. But this one was supposed to be super potent. So I came back from the cottage. I went away, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pop some of these, and uh, you know, try it out. I, I, my tolerance is probably high because I did mushrooms in that same kind of week. So I did five grams, and I was like, uh, I'm kind of feeling it. And I was playing the new Text Chainsaw Massacre game, which is probably not a great idea. And I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take another gram. And then I <laughs> I said to my said to my girlfriend, I was like. Uh, I think I mocked the mushroom. And she's like, what do you mean you mocked the mushroom? I was like, I said that it, uh, it wasn't doing anything. And then I was like blasted out to outer space. I was like in some other world. Uh, it was like a very high dose. One of the more higher doses I've ever done. I've done seven grams. So it was like really strong. I told you about my whole story where the mushrooms are speaking to me and shit, right? <laughs> no, you don't fuck yeah, with the mushrooms, so. man. Cause those things have some type of consciousness, whether you believe it or not, if you're into spirituality, like you know all about it, but if you don't, it's one of those yeah. things you don't know until you do it. But like, I sound fucking batshit crazy telling the story, bro. But these mushrooms are telling me oh, in the back yeah. of my head, you're going to learn to respect us. And I was having like the worst trip ever, but you know, dude, I was watching Shrek. I was watching like their eyes bubble and shit. Like it was not fun. I ended up fucking rolling a blunt. I rolled two blunts, smoked them both, and it was like 15 minutes. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> that's that's fucking weird. I can't. I used to. Be, I can't smoke weed when I'm on mushrooms. I have to. It like it like it makes me paranoid, dude. It like sets up like. It makes you feel worse. Like when I'm, I'm coming. Like one time I was like, I'm coming down. This is actually one time that I did mock the mushroom. I was like, oh, it's not doing much. And it was on like a Thursday night and I was off on the Friday. And then, so I had a bunch of microdose pills in the freezer. So I just popped a couple more after chewing like three grams. And oh boy, uh, I was sweating, tripping balls, like off my ass, hallucinating in the washroom. Uh, for like an hour I'm taking a shit and I was like I need to get off this toilet and I couldn't and I was like freaking out and I was like oh I mocked you and then it's just and then I, I was like okay I'm calm down I'll smoke a joint and then it made me like anxious and I thought I was having a heart attack see I think everybody has to have like their works. back to reality and for me it's always been like weed so like when yeah. I smoke when I do mushrooms like I have to smoke weed it like intensifies the high but it mellows it out for me at the same time but it's like everybody has to have their tie to like yeah. feel like you're okay in a way, you know? And like some people it's weed, other people it's like in an inanimate object, for example. Like I've seen people, bro, when they trip, they have like a blanket that's with them every single time. Like trip blankets. This is like a phrase. That's everybody funny. knows this shit. Really? And it's like your that. your comfort thing, man. Like they make uh these specific blankets that have hoods on them and they have like mushrooms and yeah. shit all over them. They're called trip blankets. And the whole idea is like that oh, depth perception cool. thing. Or uh, sensory yeah. deprivation, where you can like kind of cover your hood and you kind of feel like you're one. safe inside something. Even, dude, I had yeah. a trip blanket. I used to just put that bitch up over my head every time I needed to like sensory deprive myself of like my, my senseries. <laughs> dude, speaking of that, there's been a few times I've joked with Gabby about like, bro, if I ever come to Canada and I know Tom's watching some scary movies on mushrooms, bro, I just got to like creep out of the fucking woods doing like the grudge crawl or some shit and be like, did you learn your lesson about watching scary movies and eating mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, considering we're just going off uh, for this one and, and me and you are, are fairly close friends and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know, we're, we'll start getting into some, some fun topics, but I just want to say like, oh, I was out. I do uh, I do movies outside horror movies most times outside. Uh, this time we were deciding to do um, finally something funny, but we we did uh, um, American Wet Hot Summer, and then we did The Craft, which was cool. But um, 
So we're sitting there outside and we're talking about the history of the property that we're at, which is in like the country. And, you know, it's, we've seen old photos and we're on the main street of this like town. And with the house that we live in was just like dropped here. And no one knows, like they, all they know is that they moved it here, but they don't know where the house was beforehand. And it's on this old property. And obviously I, I there's a reservations uh, very close to where I live. So I do believe there's a lot of, uh, indigenous probably blood soaked land and hauntings and i was like i was on mushrooms like a light strain it only lasts like two hours like this is very light strain uh avery albino it doesn't do much for me um only about two hours and i was we're thinking about like the, the and somebody a baby has died in this house that we're at um our next door neighbor and then a bunch of cats like when my fiance's dad took it over there was cats like in the walls and this shit. was after the house got dropped right not yes. before the house yeah so no. you don't know what other scary history might no. be involved in the house before this even happened. No, that's what I'm saying. And, and I don't think even they do because other people owned it, uh, which is like spooky. And then so I was sitting there th- like, th- like thinking and stuff like that, like looking around the shadows and Chelsea went into like side to grab a drink or whatever. And I was just like sitting there creeped out thinking about like if I could, if I saw, cause I was thinking about like all the like indigenous that would be riding on horses or something like that um, throughout the land. Uh, through where we now sit, but it's not, it was, could look totally different. Cause you know, mushrooms change your mindset and the way you think and perceive things. And it was just an odd feeling or even the feeling of when they first set up the town. Right. Cause there's old photos of like uh, our house being around the one next to us and the one across the street. And then just like a couple of things downtown. And it's a very small town. I'm glad cause I'm away from all the cities that are turning into 15 minute cities, but it's, it's like, it was just creepy, you know, just like th- when you in that mindset, you th- can think and almost like envision like those 18, like hundred settlers coming in, you know, it's just like a creepy vibe. That makes you wonder though, is it partly a thing with mushrooms that you get, you go onto a different like frequency or a different like wavelength and you're able to possibly see things that are like residually in the land or do you think it's one of those things that's almost like a memory thing? Like, obviously, mushrooms are ancient, and yeah. most people have cloned of a clone of a clone. They all come from mycelium networks that have been around for fucking years and years and years and years. It almost makes you wonder if it's almost like its own version of the ether, where it, like, retains all this history and all these memories within it. And either one, you're just seeing through the veil, or two, you're experiencing all the residual memories that have been left through the mycelium network from anything that's happened yeah. in that area of where those mushrooms were grown specifically. Cause I mean, at least coming from somebody who you, I don't want to say it on air, but knows a lot about mushrooms. It's like when it comes to who's growing them, for example, like they definitely take in like energy from things because I've had it where like, again, not trying to give too much away, but um, two people growing the same genetics from the same people. Mm. One of them is a very angry person. The other one's not an angry person. The one who's not an angry person has bigger mushrooms. They all fucking have better trips from people. And then the other one, the other person that was more angry, um, talks about how like they would have shittier trips and how it wouldn't last as long and their mushrooms would be small and shit. So it's like, you know, you hear about the whole thing with plants that you play like certain types of music forms, certain things, and it helps them grow better. I mean, obviously it's the same with mushrooms, but I feel like it's that on steroids because it like takes in the energy from like the things around it in a way. Cause it knows about its surroundings, like for sure, because when it comes to like mycelium networks, they kind of adapt to the land depending on what it needs. So if there's like a bunch of oh, evasive yeah, species, yeah, like more poisonous strains will pop up. Yeah. And then if it's, you know, there's not enough food, then like edible strains will pop up. Um, you I mean, the there's like the, they have conversations. 
What was that? That, that mushrooms have a vocabulary. Oh, yeah, with that super slowed down thing, dude. I had Benjamin Balderson come on the show a long time ago. He was like episode three, and he was talking about like the voices of like nature, and he was like, think about it this way. So people are living in a shortened time span. So we talk fast, we move fast, we're trying to get as much done in the process and the time that we have as possible. But when yeah. it comes to like these plants that'll be around for a couple hundred years, he's like, their vocabulary is like this, like, because uh, yeah. <laughs> it like fits in with like their time so it's like to other it's things like they're speaking from that like zootopia movie to us at least that's how their speech would be but to like the other trees and the other plants that are going to be around for hundreds of years like they're hearing like how we would be talking to each other obviously with a different form of communication because they're not speaking our language and like talking the same way but there's still some type of like communication between them and even with trees they use the mycelium networks in order to like communicate with each other yeah it's wild and we both know that that are my theory and i think you've also said kind of the same thing is that like that i feel like when you're on mushrooms you're like connecting to the plant consciousness and i and I've t- i said that joke to you where i was like i this is another very strong strain there's a strain called trinity it's fucking strong and i was out taking a walk uh, i was walking the dog with the girlfriend and it hit me i thought i was gonna die for a second i was like oh, i don't feel good like it made my heart feel weird and then it went away and i was just tripping balls walking down the street and i was like i need to get home let's get home as fast as we can because like this is like weird being out public like this and i sat down the whole back everything's fucking moving and i was like i need to go inside i feel like i can hear people around like neighbors and stuff like that i was like i can't talk to anybody and then i went inside sat down and then i just fucking i was like is this what plants see or feel and then just like plants can't see i was like yeah, well, like in their frequency, like in where they exist in their consciousness. You know, it's fucking funny. Dude, I've said this shit a few times, though, that it's like people want to believe that like trees and plants and different things like that aren't like intelligent and like conscious. But like they're definitely conscious and intelligent in a totally different way than us. And like yeah, yeah. I always like to throw this movie in because it's like phenomenal the way they did it. But Annihilation that like they brought this new mentality of like aliens that they're not coming here to like invade and do this. They have like a totally different mentality and they could be based off of a totally different build up and construct that we don't even understand. So we're looking at aliens like they're going to be some like humanoid thing that's going to come chanting yeah. towards us. But like in that it kind of brings this idea about like non-carbon based life and how different it could possibly be. And, you know, we may not understand that consciousness and we may be completely surrounded by shit. That's fully conscious just as much as us, but in a totally different form than us. So we don't understand it at all. So we don't see it as conscious, but it could be I theoretically just as conscious as us. There's a big tree in the back and every time I'm on mushrooms, it looks like it's waving at me. It's not fucking cr- like I'm crazy, but it just, it looks like it's like, like look at it. I don't even know how to explain it. It just looks like it knows like I'm on mushrooms and it's kind of just like, Hey, I got one of those dude. And I hear tree. like the creaking of it and shit up in the top. And dude, it's like, it, it, you have like that connection with it. Like you, you know that it's like trying to communicate with you, but it's like, you don't know how to communicate back with it. It's almost like a uh, fucking trying to talk to somebody speaking a what? different language. You know, it's just, have you heard the Baxter with the, of the Baxter effect? Uh, refresh my mind. I've actually I read it in a David Wilcock book. I don't know everyone likes David Wilcock, but he, he's fascinating. Um, who knows if anything he says is true, but he does use information uh, that is factual. And then he kind of gives his own assumptions and then put, uh, he tries to bridge the gaps on some of these strange topics. Uh, but the Baxter effect is, um, if I can remember it correctly, uh, it's obviously named after the guy. It's been a while, but he was able to prove that plants have consciousness to an extent is he used some sort of meter 
um, something like almost like a lie detector kind of thing where it can like uh, detect like a Geiger. Um, I'm trying to think of what he used because it was fascinating because he would like essentially put it, you go to colleges and do this and he would hook it up to the plant. Um, and it was able to like read the frequency of the plant. And then, so he would have, you know, supposedly he'd pour coffee on it and it would register that it was in pain. And then he went to a college and a student actually heard about the effect and like knew about what he was going to do. And then, so he ran up with a lighter kind of thing and the plant started freaking out the counter, whatever it was, I can't remember. like off the top of my head what he used but i started freaking out like there's a dial on it and as soon as it knew that the kid was going to hurt it or like you know put fire to it it started freaking out it's just weird though like that i i truly believe like we're still gonna get into something totally different before this but like i do believe you tap into the frequency maybe that plants uh you know that if we were to somehow step into mother nature's consciousness on this planet, whatever it is. Um, Cause some people think it's flat, flat. Some people think it's round. Some people think it's hollow. Some people think it's a simulation. It could be all of above. <laughs> uh, but, but the idea that like, maybe when as a human, if you were to like go into that mindset, that that's the kind of, that's what you would see. Cause you're able to like catch these things and see these trees move a certain way. and Everything seems to be breathing, but it's, I love mushrooms and you know, I hopefully will have a, a child at some point soon and I probably need to calm it down, but I, I do them a lot and it's changed my life in a lot of like dramatic ways and, and who I am and my addictions and all that stuff. And that's why I'm such a advocate for it, but it's just wild. Some of the stuff that I've seen or thought about, can I tell you a story? Of course. Oh, this is what I was going to say, by the way, uh, just to throw it in before you tell the story. So, uh, grass, when you smell fresh cut grass, I've heard that that's supposed to be basically like the plant crying out for help. And the reason it releases that that scent and that pheromone is because it's like basically asking for help. Because can you imagine just being a plant in general? And obviously you can move like with the breeze and shit, but realistically, like you can't move away from things that are trying to hurt or threaten you. You kind of just have to like drop the, not drop the limb, but just try to like you know, had the intention of like, all right, this, this piece isn't needed anymore. So you just have to like drop it off and grow like a new piece because it's like, you can't move away. So it's like the only thing you really realistically can do is just sit and bear the pain and then let that branch die off and just drop it and release it. I've heard that too. And it's like a frightening thought because I like love nature, but your grass looks better when it's cut. If you don't cut it, you look like one of those like poor people where their house is like broken windows and you know, the baseball went through the fucking front window and nobody isn't cutting your grass weirdly enough, like neutering it though, because the whole thing is that grass grows tall and then it grows seeds and then it drops more and that's how it creates new grass. Every time you cut your grass, you're essentially neutering your grass so it can't reproduce itself. I know. I know, it's bizarre. But I would get bitched at if I didn't do it. <laughs> but I mean, the whole reason why we have grass in the first place, it was a flex, man. Like all the all the elites, all the like uh, f- rich farm, like landowners, all that shit used to have grass as like a fuck you because they don't need their land to grow food because they have so much money and they don't really give a shit. So like the whole oh, yeah, concept yeah, yeah, yeah. of even having a lawn in the first place is supposed to be a flex of like, you're poor. I'm not. I don't need this land to grow food. I can just have grass. Like, fuck you. Which is kind of wild, actually. And it kind of makes sense. And considering now, I think it sh- we should go back to the way it was so everyone can have their own food and not being reliant on these GMO poisonous fucking food and water. It's 
kind of where you're stuck at anyways, man. Because you can't... What's the, what's, there's like the dirty dozen. Like you can't eat strawberries because you can pretty much just squeeze them out and reuse them as pesticide. Same with like oranges. Uh, I think cucumbers is another one of them. There's like a handful of them that are like the super like watery inside vegetables yeah. and fruits that just absorb fucking everything. So it's like you can pretty much just take them and reuse them as fertilizer because there's so much shit in it. Like at least for I, me, I, for I, fertilizer, I, I got chickens. Loves uh, um, strawberries. I don't know why I said spiders because I was thinking about how they have spi- <laughs> little spiders in them. Supposedly, if you like, you gotta like clean them out of the vinegar or some shit. Um, but she washes them, I think, with vinegar. But like, she loves strawberries. I'm like, you know, there's like a bunch of pesticides. In there. I think we all know that though. You're just like taking a risk of being like, oh, it's from a farm, you know. Dude, I started buying everything from like the farm. the like local farmers market, but you still don't even know for sure with that. Like I had a Chud X on a long time ago, and he was explaining the whole idea about how a farm becomes organic. And he pretty much said that they come and they ins- inspect the farm once, make sure there's no like fertilizers, pesticides. Like you have to just check certain boxes, and then once yeah. they leave, they give you these tags saying organic, but you don't have to stick with that. You can do whatever the fuck you want. They only get yeah. checked once. And then after that, it's like you can't trust any of these organic brands because realistically, these farmers, I mean, you know, everybody needs to make their money. Farmers have been getting fucked for, in the long run for a long time. So yeah. it's like they can now charge more for their product just by getting the sticker on it. But the shitty part is they don't have to follow those regulations because they only get checked once. And again, yeah, this is what Chud X said. He said this was back in uh, the 90s that he said he was working on the farm where he like saw this happen firsthand. Like maybe shit got a little bit more strict. Um, I don't know for sure, but at least that's how it used to be back strict. in the 90s. And now back, like, you have to eat bugs or uh, you can't have anything. You have to eat the bugs. Um, so I think you're able to pick up on things when you're on mushrooms. I do want to get into something else that will lead into kind of this nature talk and saying they're burning down the whole world. Uh, but so you always, I, I seem to pick up things. I watched Jan and Bob once, uh, the reboot one when I was coming down from mushrooms and Shannon Elizabeth's face looked like she was a fucking reptilian. And then, so I was sitting there and I was, I was watching, um, um, not James Brown at first he came on after who's that other guy that Dave, Sh- Oh, Rick James. So we were watching Rick James. Cause Fuck like, your couch. Because yeah, most people only know of the impression of Dave Chappelle. Uh, really? Like, I remember like hanging with my buddy Jamal and he was like, I'm Rick James, bitch. And his sister's like, you don't even know who the fuck Rick James is. Because we were like 12, right? We never listened to that shit. And then so I was showing like my fiance these music videos. Uh, and he's like, she's like, he does, he does this song? Like the, what is it, the Love Me Freak or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then... I was like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, she went upstairs and get re- got ready. And then I was watching James Brown and I was like, he looks fucking weird. Like there's something about him that like just looks off. And I remember hearing stuff, how he was like a shapeshifter and somehow like uh, the, this interview came on where he was, um, where he's like high. He's like, like incredibly high. I think on like Coke and stuff while he's doing this news interview. Is that the one where they're asking yeah. if he beat his wife? And he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a good time. I love going on stage and playing with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> he's just totally so, ignoring the question. <laughs> it, and he's like just doing these weird like motions with his face. And I don't know. I swear I've heard people speculate. Um, he looks like a fucking he, cartoon character to begin with. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's bizarre. And then so I was looking at that, okay? And I was like, and I posted a story of it on my uh, podcast account, um, strangebrew.podcast. And I was like tripping balls. And I was like, look at this guy, man. Something's fucking wrong with him. And then 
I feel like I saw his like sh- face like shifting. You know when you like catch that like where it looks like a reptile, and it's like on those older videos where maybe it wasn't so HD, which it could be in the camera moving or whatever. He just looked like a fucking reptilian to me. I could, like I could see through this, and it was giving me this weird ominous feeling, like watching him on this video. And I was in a great mood, so I thought it was weird, right? And then the TV shut off. But I was like, this guy's a fucking reptile. I was, I said that I did a video of it, sat down, and the TV shut off. I was like, that's fucking weird. And then I heard audio playing when the TV was off. And then I turned it back on and every it was on the Amazon Fire Stick. Everything was frozen. And I could still hear talking like voices through the speaker. And I was like, I went upstairs. I was like, the weirdest fucking thing just happened. And then I went back down and it was off. <laughs> no audio. And I was like, well... That's weird. They're trying to let you know they're they're onto you, onto them. I know. And I, I don't know. There's been a couple times where I feel like I'm picking up on stuff. Like I've told you, I think I told you that yeah, when I stared through the fractals, those translucent objects that you see, and they can be like almost like a tribal patterns and stuff when you're on um, magic mushroom and stuff like that. And I try to look through it and I swear I saw like, like a reptilian eye. Like I, and this could be my own brain making it up. Sure. Uh, but I tend to believe this stuff is possible. If you listen to the Hatman episode, you heard me mention my shadow people episode where I see I've, to me, I've proven, I've had enough proof in my life to know that there is something outside of our eyesight and our reality that at least uses our energy of fear. I mean, if you heard my whole theory on the whole, it kind of goes together hand in hand with like the whole reptilian and like why Sasquatch can disappear thing. Tell me again. I feel like we have to talk about that. So my idea of it, because this just makes more sense to me in general, this can even go for skinwalkers. This can go for um, basically anything that's any form of like a shapeshifter. I don't think for me, at least it doesn't logically fully make sense that something's able to completely like change and like morph its body to a totally different anatomy. The thing that makes more sense to me is something that we've all kind of been onto and know for a while that, you know, there's telekinetic abilities out there. And if you have a specific set of telekinetic abilities where you can basically like alter somebody else's perception, like I don't think these reptilians, I don't think Sasquatch, I don't think any of these things that are shapeshifters are literally changing their physical form, but rather that they're changing the image that you're seeing of them in your head. And that's where you get the whole thing with like the Native American like skinwalkers and stuff where they'll just wear the skin of another animal and then they appear as that animal. It's because they're using some type of like telekinetic ability once they put that skin on that they're changing your perception of what you're seeing. And same with reptilians, bro. I don't think they're actually like changing their shape, wearing people's skin, nothing like that. I think that they're literally just changing your perception to see them as they want you to see them, but they're still in their full fucking reptilian form standing there, but you have to have the right eye to see it. And that's like when your vibration changes, when you're doing like mushrooms or psychedelics, like Mm -hmm. their telepathy only works to a certain extent. Like it's getting manipulated back with another frequency. So it's like on those, just imagine it's like two waves coming at each other. And when they're on the opposite peaks of each other, then it's like, you can see through it like temporarily. That's kind of like my explanation. There's a, that's actually what I've thought for years. Cause I've been researching this stuff for a very long time. And, uh, when I was 17, 18, I would watch and listen to everything on YouTube about aliens and reptilians. And there's an interview, uh, with this reptilian. I keep, I think it's Lacerta, something like that, where it's a tra- it's transcribed from this guy supposed to be interviewing a real reptilian. It's interesting to say the least who knows if it holds any validity, but 
he she talks about like how it's easy to manipulate uh the human consciousness and the human psyche and stuff like that and how she's like in a room of like a hundred people the more the better everyone perceives me as a beautiful brown haired lady um but the, she's like the the fewer the people the harder it is but it's achievable especially with people that are easy to hypnotize uh like Sirhan Sirhan who murdered JFK um RFK so people like that they're just susceptible to that it's, it's far easier uh but they when they were sitting there he's like can you show me and she was like now that you've seen me in my true form because he was like sitting whatever the fuck she was sitting on um a rock i'm just kidding with like what a lizard would sit on a heat lamp and then a heated so, rock yeah yeah and then you plug this in for me real quick please thank you so it's that it's that illusion thing ever like um david i talked to this stuff too is like the I, i've shown this picture where it's like a three flowers all you see is these three flowers until I get you to look between the flowers and then you see the word sex. And once you've seen that word, it's like an optical illusion. You can't not see it anymore. So once you've seen them in their true form, it'd be impossible. And he's like, she's like, if I were to um, try to cast this image in your mind of me, what I, what I make people perceive me as when I'm out in public, she was like, I would like break your brain. I'd give you an aneurysm. That's not exactly what she said, but essentially like I'll break your brain. If I try to attempt to do this while well, you've already seen me in my true form, your brain would just like snap because you've already like it's you've already seen through the illusion. See, this is why I think a lot of this shit goes into like biblical concepts is because you hear about that same kind of shit. I'm not saying angels and reptilians are the same. Let me just already start off saying that right off the bat. But the true form of an angel supposedly is like the spinning wheels with all the different eyes and just a form that doesn't make sense in this reality. So if there's something that exists in a dimension higher than us, you know, we can't perceive it. But what was that? What do you mean spinning eyes? You know, the true depiction of like an angel is supposed to be like these like revolving wheels, like covered in eyes and shit. Like it's fucking, it's oh, what? clearly what a higher dimensional time, being. Dude, I, what? I closed my eyes one time on a high dose. I was laying on the couch and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to see what this is like. And I was laying there again. My fiance is upstairs doing it already or some shit. And I closed my eyes and it looked like a thousand eyes were looking at me and it was like moving like a circle. Did it have wings? Cause if so, that was, if you look up the, the, the biblical, like, representation of an angel like it's not this person with wings that's the form that they choose to portray on you because that's what's comfortable for you to see but again that kind of goes into this realm about like higher dimensional beings and we're looking at it from like a biblical angle you know you're looking at it as like angels and demons but like i've contemplated the theory many times that there's like the creator race which would be like the angels and then there's obviously the race that's trying to bestow the knowledge upon people so to speak but that of course gets like demonized over time because you know stockholm syndrome kind of a concept but if obviously we're dealing with beings that are from a higher dimension than us where we can't even really make out their true form because we just our brains wouldn't be able to comprehend or understand it it's like i think that these like reptilians these angels all this shit whether they interact with each other or not i think that they're all coming from like higher dimensions and that's the reason why we can't decipher them as they are and why they have to push down like an image of like what we see and i mean even explaining this even weirder and farther like you go into the dimension below us and it's like drawings and shit like that so it's like Like, we can completely manipulate the dimension underneath us so who's to say that the ones above this dimension can't manipulate our dimension and that's where you're seeing this whole idea about like angels being winged people reptilians being hidden as people is because they have the ability to manipulate our dimension. And then assumably the next dimension up above them has a whole other set of beings that are able to manipulate their reality and 
bestow whatever images oh, no, they want no, no, them no. to see and it's like a continuous it's chain 13 dimensions supposedly but there could be more that like actually like in layered form uh but but is, is there negative dimensions because it could go down 13 too that's for all you they, know that's what they think i'm reading the children of the matrix right now uh david ike's book and it's like fascinating because i always li i've listened to him for a very long time but never actually read his stuff and i will say i love david ike but it's hard to some of the the way he writes it's it gets tedious kind of thing because a lot of the especially in the beginning of the book a lot of the stuff is stuff that i already know like about atlanteans and stuff like that and like essentially just and he's for he, i i appreciate what he's doing because he's trying to point out to all the people that don't think that this is real um all the it's layered through history yeah all these through history all these layers and stuff like that that have been around forever or whatever um but he he often talks um about that when you see, uh, I heard this through other people too, like um, uh, Alex Collier and stuff like that. It's like when you, when you see, when you're on your deathbed and you see like an angel or Jesus or some sort of deity coming to get you, I've heard that that's actually a reptilian that's masquerading or some sort of dark, because it's not, who knows if it's like, it's some sort of dark energy uh, that they're masquerading as these deities in, in religion and stuff like that, that they've conditioned you to believe in because um, especially because I want to start getting into an episode eventually maybe about the Dead Sea Scrolls and, and stuff like that. We're really starting to fucking pick at these conspiracies because Aaron loves doing that stuff too. And, and Billy, he'll try to like go along with it. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm slowly chiseling him into a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, so he comes into the show and he doesn't believe in any of the shit. And he's just like, all right, Tom, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's thought I was crazy for a long time, but I think he's starting to get it now because we've known each other since I've known him since he was like 16. So, um, and this is my co-host for everyone that doesn't know me. He is, uh, he's a riot. He's the skeptical one that is able to poke fun at like anything. If you guys want to uh, laugh your ass off, go and watch some of the reels that Tom posted this fucking dude. The one dude had me dying where he's dancing around singing peanut butter jelly time wearing the fucking <laughs> banana suit. <laughs> Billy's a clown. Uh, we we did a yeah he is we did a mermaid episode he's like a jester we did a mermaid episode and i asked him would he rather fuck the, the mermaid if with a fish top and the the legs and vagina on the bottom or reverse like a beautiful woman up top and then a fish body underneath and obviously most people will go through you want the good looking thing right one with a recognizable face not some like weird fish body thing and well uh, where does like, it go on the bottom I half then <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, you you just have the titties in the mouth. That's why I said I was like, you, it's the most beautiful pussy and legs, right? But you have to like, or but they have a fish top. <laughs> He's like, so you're asking me, would I rather fuck a fish or a fish? He's like, it's still a fish, and I was like, yeah, but one is like a beautiful lady with a beautiful tits and and nice arms, and the other one's a beautiful legs beautiful puss and he's like so i have to answer this i was like yeah you do it's a fucking would you rather but at least with the top okay so if you pick the bottom half being a woman <laughs> then at least the top half you know it's still practical you're still getting them fish kisses you know what i mean but like yes. if you're doing the other half it may be a beautiful woman but it's again like where, where's it gonna go like you you're not gonna really be able to do much i know you get the you just gotta, you gotta squeeze and you get the the mouth maybe the ear you know, like, Stick it in my vent. There's got to be some kind of vent <laughs> flap or something. It's like a normal fish. Or it's going to be some type of like reproduction where it's almost like fish where like the female, they'd be like, you ready for oh, this? Yeah. And they just drop all their eggs and then you're just like, all right, what do I do now? They're like, 
I don't know. You, that's your fucking job now. Like, you do what you gotta like, do now. Sit there and like jerk off. That would have been a funny joke to me. <laughs> you sit there and like jerk it off, and you're like on the eggs, and like she's just like pushing her tits together. So, like, is this to do it for you? And I'm like, and you're like, you just have to like kind of like uh, put your hands over your eyes so you just see above her like fish body. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like, I don't know. Billy's always been skeptical about this stuff, but I've been reading it. I've been talking about reptilians in his ear since we were like kids working at a restaurant. Dude, I've heard you tell my reptilian story on like 10 other shows too. Every single time it comes up, you're always like, have you heard Shane's reptilian story? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fascinating that you, 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 at least you, in your mind, you think you perceived them in, in reality. And I think I, I, I had my shadow people experience. I think that was some sort of dark entity and I do think it could have been whatever the reptilians may be or whatever. Uh, but this, this kind of idea that they will masquerade and, and they even say like stuff like that. Like if you're having a, a dream about a celebrity, especially women that uh, if it's a, a sex dream about a celebrity, they're supposedly casting an image on your, in your mind that you know to turn you on during the state of slumber or whatever, when you're in like the REM sleep and then they're actually raping you. There's stuff like that, and they do it to men too. And I've heard different. This is on uh, uh, Project Camelot, long time ago, and I was listening to it. And some about women usually see male celebrities, um, or well, I guess female if you were really into that. But mostly, like they, they're able to manipulate women and show them celebrities. And um, so I was talking about what men usually experience is being uh, in this like house. They get trapped in this dimension that the reptilians manipulate them in, and it's like where there's this house has different layers, and there's different things going on, on each layer and i was listening to it while i was like walk around my house and it was on my tv in my one room and then i walked back and i was like what because i had a dream just like that um way before i ever heard this stuff and i was in this like old house and it was different layers of my life each level was like a different like year or two or whatever of my life dude and uh, and i they said exactly what i th- saw in my dream like two years uh prior on project camelot it makes you wonder if it's this whole idea of like extracting DNA, if you know what I'm saying? But like yeah. the question comes in, all right, so you obviously have like your astral self and then there's like your your like physical self. But yeah. so you you procreate in your physical self and you're creating something in this physical reality, but if you yeah. are your like spiritual self or like your energy self, um, can you still like reproduce in that state? And if you are, yeah. are you producing something that doesn't have like a physical form? You're purely creating something that's like a spiritual form or like an energy form. Well, they say and then maybe that's too. the intention is that they want whatever the yeah. human DNA is to mix with their DNA, whatever in that energy yeah. spiritual form, because maybe there's just something special to human DNA for whatever reason, be it in the spiritual realm or in the physical realm. Or, Cause obviously everything has physical. I mean, it could, like, could be there's a, <laughs> There's this, she, people call it crazy. Cause like, she's one of these like people I found like way back in the day on the internet. Her name is Peggy Kane. And I don't know. She has some really crazy information and, and stuff. That she sh- What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Shouldn't really know. And she was the one that started, she would take EVP voice recordings and she had a whole website for this. And then she was in contact with these reptilian creatures. And then she said she found out a way how to find out what they were actually saying because they would manipulate her through these EVPs and tell her things that weren't true and try to like frighten her or whatever. So she started learning to play the EVPs backwards and you could hear the true intention of what they were trying to say. And then so she started doing this with like famous people and she reversed, um, I think, George Bush Sr. talking about World War II. And in the speech, I heard this audio is fascinating because it sounds like he's saying this. He says some, some along the lines of it was the biggest feast we've ever had bodies everywhere in the snow. And they're talking about Russia. What is it literally about? like backwards? Like even like, like, is it like Yoda backwards where it's just the words in a different order? No, no. Or is it like literally like the words are spoken backwards? Like, like when you're playing an Ozzy Osbourne record. So it's like literally the words themselves are backwards too. It's not just the order of it. She said you can do this with anybody and then find out their true intentions. If you listen and really pay attention, if you play somebody's audio backwards, it will reveal like their true thoughts if they were lying during that conversation and stuff. And this is specifically just reptilians or just like people in general? Everybody. That's fucking weird. That's like some subconscious shit, you know, like you're releasing stuff subconsciously. That's what it is. That's what she claims. It's fascinating because she has some really cool research and has done some cool interviews. And if I ever, ever get in contact with her, I would like to talk with her. But like a lot of her videos were like she was she sat in her on her couch and was sitting at her house and there was like you could hear chickens in the background because she had like chickens and stuff like that. She's like she's obviously on a farm. So it's like it still looks like she was an older lady in her sixties that kind of probably looked crazy to most people. But when YouTube was what it used to be, where it was just like people putting out their content, their thoughts, all like conspiracy stuff that were wasn't getting censored if you even type some of the stuff that i was able to find all these obscure interesting videos on youtube now it does it comes up like cnn articles about aliens or some shit like that so they've definitely manipulated it to a far extent so people don't see this stuff but i want to go back to the idea of like so they've also talked about angels, right? Um, is the reptilian, when you're on your deathbed, you see an angel um, that, or any deity or Jesus that is supposed to be the reptilians manipulating you and they're going to like essentially take your soul. So if you're on your deathbed or you're about to die or you have a near-death experience uh, where you live and you see that, they're probably trying to take hold of you in some way by casting this image on your mind because in my opinion, not in everybody's, but I think that if you trace religion back far enough it's all based on the dead sea scrolls and the sumerian text and all that stuff so they're manipulating and dividing and conquer obviously through religion and stuff like that but if you see someone you know 
like uh, a grandfather that died or, you know, um, you, your wife dies before you, anything, husband, and they're coming to get you. When a family member is coming to get you that you've known on this physical world, supposedly then you're okay. But when it's some sort of deity or entity or something like that from religion, uh, they're using you, supposedly. They're going to take your soul. Dude, I wish I could pull this phrase out of my ass, but I heard this on like three different podcasts, but it was like maybe like a year and a half ago. But there's supposedly like a phrase that you can say that reptilians can't say. And it's supposed to be the way that you know if somebody's a reptilian is because they can't like do the Weird. specific yeah, like let me know i'll have to look it back up i'll have to do some deep digging into this because i it was absolutely fascinating it's just some like random like gibberish phrase but supposedly like they can't Weird. say those specific characters so it's like you ask somebody to say this phrase and if they can't say it then you supposedly they're a reptilian but dude i don't even know where to go and fucking find that at that was like so long ago but it was one of those phrases bro that i really wish i would have written down because that's like one of those things like you yeah. were just saying you got to remember that shit in your deathbed and you got to be like whatever the fuck it is and if the the being on the other side that's trying to tell you to go to the light can't say it then you're like fuck you i'm going to the dark (laughs) well it's the whole idea too like i really want to get in the direct energy weapon shit but who knows if we'll even touch upon that maybe on another episode if we don't get to it but like the whole thing of they supposed we have like a grid over the earth um like this supposedly before they took over this planet um there's different there's all sorts of different theories uh but one of them is like you know we were able to travel we had like um almost like wormholes just outside of this planet if we wanted to think about it that way maybe before we were trapped here uh and we were able to like travel throughout the galaxy very quickly through these black holes and wormholes and all that stuff and interdimensional fun stuff supposedly i mean maybe they're still there and the reptilians are changing your perception and not see them Yes, but they supposedly, again, supposedly, put a grid over the earth and because they realize that they need this soul energy indefinitely. And rather than, um, you know, because eventually you have to uh, ascend to a higher level and they can't take control of you anymore, but they have figured out, supposedly, that they can get you to constantly just fucking shoot back in your body every time you die and reincarnate in different ver- in different realities in this like in this world like so so the whole reincarnation world, concept goes right back to a reptilian thing to begin slavery. with yeah the, and, and that's what's fascinating and i hope that's not true but um, dude i, I just want to throw this in every single time yeah. i've ever done lsd i see a grid in the sky like every single time even like low doses so i've always been fascinated by this whole like grid in the sky concept and again maybe it's just the psychedelic drugs but grid in the sky. i mean there's there's definitely something weird to it especially considering that it's like the trips will be completely fucking different. The only thing that ever stays the same is I always see this grid pattern in the sky. And the best way to describe it is if anybody's ever seen chicken little, it looks like the blocks that like create the fake sky that the aliens are like hiding above in chicken little. If you remember that's a fucking old ass movie, yes. but <laughs> good movie. Uh, I remember, uh, actually, um, it came out at the same time as get Richard die trying actually. Yep. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> uh, but I've okay. The weird thing is, I've also seen that on mushrooms, and I've joked about it as like, is this the flat Earth? And I was so against flat Earth, but the more that I research, I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. They could be lying about absolutely everything and manipulating us. I do think that there's more land that we don't know of that they're hiding from us. I do think that is quite possible. I I love the hollow Earth. Like I've, I I want to do a big 
deep dive into Hollow Earth, like three and a half, four hours. So maybe you can join me and Aaron for that Ooh. one. But like they supposedly put like the grid over it, and then yeah, you're like shooting every time you shoot back in your body, you're you're living different lives here, but they're still able to use you for fear and manipulate you and, and exhume your energy and stuff like that because you're just constantly coming back and they can constantly put you in perpetual fear through war, chaos, terror, all this stuff, and then constantly use all the, the world's energy all the time. And that's why like people are like, you know, you wonder why the world is the way it is. To me, it's because you have somebody manipulating it. Inherently, humans are good and want to do good and and care about each other most times until they've been manipulated. Like even if you see like kids don't see race and shit like that. Like they don't like look at a black kid when they're like three or four and be like, oh, weird. Fuck like, you. just want to have <laughs> friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like this whole thing, this indoctrination that has been like fed and manipulated us to think the way that we think, it may it kind of makes sense because I've I know someone personally that I'm very close to um, that has went to had um, had near um, had uh, regression therapy for past lives and they're supposed to be this incredible uh, experience. I've done it once. Body. I would love to do it. I want to find a really good psychic. I know of one or two. They're expensive though. Um, I got one. I'll talk to you after the show. Uh, the way she did yeah. it with me is that I had her as a guest on the show and she did a free regression. So I'll have to hook you up with her. Uh, she, she's great. Yeah, I would, I would, I would love to do that for Billy because Billy is so skeptical and does not believe in psychics at all. And I'd love her to like, be like, just tell him some weird fucking shit about it. That only he would know. Like you got an uncut penis, looks like the a wizard sleeve. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a joke I always make fun of Billy for. Uh, but like, I would love to like, especially him. But I want to do it on my own and do like this a powerful experience, you know? Because I, I, if it's true, I want that experience that I've heard other people have. Where they're like breaking down, they cry because they realize all the truth in the message. But dude, my shit was know, deep they, as fuck. I'll have to send you the recording of it after the show too. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. We should well, and and if you want, at some point, we could do a swapcast kind of episode where we talk about um, uh, past life regression, afterlife stuff, like a free for all. Bring up some articles and and some stuff about like those, like the kids that are like have they like they know stuff about their like grandfather. They think they are their grandfather. Stuff like that is like fascinating to me. And there's so much proof of like. Uh, oh, I was in the war. And like, what do you mean you're in a war? There's like four-year-olds telling you they're in war. Describing they where they like memories. hit a box or some shit. And then they go and yeah, dig it up and actually find that shit. Yeah, like that shit's fucking crazy. So the person I know, they they had this like, they shot out of their body. Suppose, I've heard this numerous times and they told me without knowing the other stuff that I've known. And then they like came back down their body and all like rushed to their head. And they were working in a uh, plantation. Uh, and in that life, uh, their sister was like their mother or whatever. And, and like stuff like that where it's like bizarre because what I've heard, right, is that you... You travel in family you, groups. Yeah, yeah. You have people like will show up uh, throughout your life. Like I think my dog is someone that I, I know. Like where they just like, oh, like, you know, if you were a soul that was able to like come in this reality to help uh, certain people maybe get through it. I know if you're like, oh, I could be a dog for... 15 years and in that reality above all of this it would probably feel like a couple of months because of how sped up probably time is compared to how the slow density of the third dimension right and then so i've heard that there's people that have always they always show up right they're always there in all your different lives and then it thinks like if reincarnation is this slavery thing for the reptilians i would kind of suck uh but i would love to do that in like to learn about that stuff. Cause I heard about uh, one woman where 
she went to a psychic. She was always lonely and always had, she had no friends and like no family her entire life. And then she went to a psychic and the psychic's like, you, you actually chose this. You, you chose that. And they, they've actually been all around you all the time, but you chose to want to walk this life alone. And it was your like soul journey to do this. in your one last step before reaching a fucking, like a higher dimension. And I was like, yeah, be lonely all your life? That sounds sad. My question is, though, do we ever actually reach that higher dimension? And just to throw in some fat, weird, fascinating, like, yeah. hidden below the surface type of shit. Have you ever watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, I love that movie and the show. I'm almost done, it, I think. Dude, that one fucking guy who's like, yeah, I'm an energy vampire. vampire. We're the most common yeah. vampires in the world. And we just, we stir the pot. And the guy, every single time the dude looks at the camera, he has, like, the reptilian eyes. And it's, like, yeah. it's done by FX, bro. So it's, like, are they trying to subtly like hint at something that they're just people that are here to just piss people off and like stir the fucking pot because we're intended to be again, like energy fucking slaves. And that's why everybody goes yeah. to work and it's like, you're so fucking tired all the time. Even though you didn't do shit is because you theoretically might have like at least one of these people existing in your place. So not even people, but just like creatures yeah. existing in your place and essentially just harvesting your fucking energy. And that's why like, yeah. it sounds weird, but it's like, you can go to work and you can barely do shit and you'll be fucking like exhausted but then you'll be at home. You'll be doing yard work. You'll be doing your shit all to yourself. And it's like, you'll be doing way more physical labor, but you'll be way less fucking tired. Is there specifically like beings or yeah. people around you in certain places that are like taking your fucking I energy? That's true. Uh, I, I joked about that with uh, Aaron and I was talking about, I was like, I, we did a, a vampire episode for his show. Talking about all sorts of different vampire movies. Uh, shout out first class horror. Cause I'm tech, I'm technically one of the co-hosts on that show um, or class horror cast. You can't pick a name, uh, but he does pretty well in Ireland as a horror podcast. So we did a whole, like a big deep dive into vampire movies. And I was like, there's definitely like va- like psychic vampires out there. And I was like, you know, those people that drain you of your energy. Aaron's like, yeah, I was probably one of those people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> I think we all are at some point of our lives. And I do think that's quite possible. And I, I've all, I believed this since I was like in my, like a teenager and I really started getting into day when I smoking cigarettes and listening to like coast to coast out back, looking up at the stars is that, I don't know. I, I do think that there is energies here that manipulate us and then use us for our energy. And that's why there's so much war and how we can never get ahead and stir the and fucking pot. <laughs> yeah. Look at what's happening now. I just want to like, I want to bring it cause it was important and I, I didn't know what, how we're going to get into. So I was like, yeah, I could talk about the directed uh, direct energy weapons and stuff like that. But the fact that they are setting everything on fire. And if people think it's climate change, uh, the climate always changes. It's never going to not change. So that's fucking retarded the way people like go off about that shit. Cause it's just an excuse to push an agenda. But the, the fucking Scotland's on fire. Like Spain is all these places are on fire. Uh, Canada is on fire. And it's kind of funny in the, the Yukon, where one of the fires are, and in BC, BC they signed this, uh, this the, the, to agree to uh, the UN uh, Agenda 2030 or whatever. And they have, like, proof and documents that these cities or these people that – it's, it's a lot of property that's owned by, like, rich people are burning down because then they're, like, supposedly going to put in smart cities. Like, even uh, Lahaina in, in Maui, uh, they were going to be one of the first smart cities. And all these billionaires' houses did not burn right next to fire. Cars that are blue, umbrellas are not burnt 
It's man, that's dude. It's like, been a push in Hawaii specifically to get the natives off their land for fucking ever. Yeah. You hear stories about like six different fucking families living in one like three bedroom house just because they want to live on their family sacred land because they keep just raising the price on shit. And obviously they're not yeah. leaving because they're going to do whatever it takes. Even if they got to have eight families in a fucking house, they're going to do it in order to stay on their native land. But, you know, as soon as you fucking burn their shit down and say, down. oh, well, you know, like you can rebuild, but, you know, I'll give you this money. You guys can go somewhere else. No problem. Like you did. They just play it off because they clearly are interested in the land. And I mean, going into the whole reptilian concept, all the elites, tell me why they all want to yeah. stay in hot tropical climates. I mean, it kind of sounds yeah. pretty reptilian to me if you ask me. Like, yeah, fuck. Is that, is that weird? And like the fact that they not they might not necessarily need the environment that we need and that's why i've heard is that like um they can they could withstand like a nuclear blast if they were like underground and they could come up and and not far after uh the land was radiated that they could actually su still survive um and leaving that in the interview with that reptilian woman she says like when i'm in the sun um i get like turned on how you guys would sexually um, so it's like this pleasure, the sense, but it, it is strange. All these coincidences, I don't believe in coincidences, all these fires, all this year, all this summer, all within a couple of fucking weeks, all this, every place is on fucking fire. Texas on fire. Um, I think Louisiana is on fire. Uh, BC, all these places in Canada, we had like this huge forest fire. I smelt smoke uh, here, um, and saw that it was hazy. That was about it. Dude, I'm in Michigan and we had like a heavy haze for like three days, like smoky, yeah. like you could taste you it and smell it in the York, air. Dude, dude, it, it was when even New coming York, over here, man. Fuck. <laughs> when New York, New York went orange and pneumonium nitrate burns fucking orange, man. There's like a lot of weird things. Bro, we had like two weeks straight where the moon was orange every night from shit in the air. That's fucking, and, and I, I true, in my opinion. I truly believe that they're doing this on purpose. They're using direct energy weapons. They also have like drone planes. I did a video of this and I got like a hundred thousands of likes. Cause I speak politically, not politically, but I just give my opinion on the internet because I'm a fucking loser like that. And, and it got like hundreds of thousands of views that, uh, and I showed like, I was like, Oh, you wonder where all these fires are coming from. And people are like, these are controlled burns. And I'm like, they don't just spray fire. Cause it's literally a drone with like a fucking flamethrower on it. And I was like, they just don't do this all willy nilly. They, they actually like, they do it on purpose in certain locations to burn it and do it very strategically. They just don't fire fucking fireballs. And there's tons of videos of this, of helicopters with these things on them too, that just like cause fires and there it's controlled burns. What happened to the lines they used to do? You remember when they used to take like bulldozers and yeah. they just clear off a line of like trees so that it couldn't catch onto the next area of trees. Like why did they stop doing shit like that? That seems to have made way more sense. They wanted to burn. They are stopping people from going to help people that are like certified to help BC has like, has had wildfires before and uh, residents are allowed to like help if you're like certified or whatever. Dude, there's and a shit ton of uh, come in. retired uh, firefighters that were trying to go help with that. And the uh, Canadian government yeah. was like, Oh, we don't need your help. Go No. And they're not doing it. All this money that they sent to Ukraine and they could have uh, purchased those like, um, that money's not going plans. to the Ukraine. It's, it's going no, in other it's pockets. Going into their pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because th th and that's what people are like, well, what freedoms do you like you lose during the like COVID? And I was like, the only reason we got freedoms back is because people stood up. But the idea is like that. The main thing that happened was the wealth transfer. You know, the idea that like the, well, the, the, the rich got richer and the poor got poor. And, and the, the, the people that are billionaires, there's more billionaires made over the 
course of three years than there was in like fucking 30. That's because um, all the small businesses got knocked down and all the fucking corporate yeah. ass businesses were just taking in all the money and they were making laws like you can only go to specific stores to buy specific, not laws, but. Yeah, the, but not the guy, like, so crazy, not like the mom and pop grocery store. And this is the idea and I truly believe this, right? And I'll ben- eventually do like a rant episode on my show or do some videos and talk about this stuff because uh, people seem to like my opinion most times or or they're just like those weird, there's always weird people like private accounts and like are you delusional people like i posted something on the strange brew podcast uh instagram and it was like um the people the people that get their facts from the mainstream media and trust the government and it's like uh steve corral being like i know nothing <laughs> someone was like okay everyone liked it and then one guy's like okay some uh okay you delusional people and i was like it's weird that you're calling me delusional when you trust a government that is orchestrating uh, uh, tons of horrible things and involved with pedophilia. I'm like, Dude, this is like crazy. But they try to make us look like the enemy on the news. Do you remember for a while when they were saying that like Don't people who are research. against this kind of stuff do not get flagged for saying specific terminology, but they told us not to do research. Like uh, it's a far right wing thing to do your own research. Dude, they're saying that like all the people that don't want to listen to authority now, it's all linked to childhood trauma from stuff where they knew not to listen to their parents. It's like, okay, so like, because I realized at a young age that my parents weren't gods, they were strictly people who make mistakes. Why is that a problem? That's a real world explanation for things because no parent, any parent that's out there, like you're not a God. You don't know everything. You just fake your way along. And that's how you raise a kid. And that's just the way of raising a kid realistically. So it's like, why is it a bad thing if people realize that at a younger age and stop seeing their parents as like the all power for everything? And it's like you go to like school, for example, and they obviously try to put down all open minded thinkers because they want you to fit and think within this yes. box. Because the whole way that like the Rothschild set up the school system was just smart enough to run the machines, but not smart enough to start a revolution. And if you go beyond that yeah. box, John D. they try to get rid of that like shit. Made the whole fucking uh, education system and stuff like that. And to, to when he was asked, like, what do you want to teach them? And he's like, everything about nothing thing supposedly that's what he said and it is because i i they, like i they labeled me as obedient uh a defiance obedient obedience disorder or whatever like when i was a kid because i used to like tell teachers fuck off i hated school i never felt like i was learning anything substantial um and then it's just funny when people are like uh like say stuff to people like me or whatever or people that are actually indoctrinated uh through the schooling system that went to like a university or something like that and they're like what's your education life what degree do you have and you just speak about this stuff and it's like all you did was go to a concentration camp that's like to me like a, a one that is literally toying on your concentration and manipulating you to think certain ways and to sway your opinion in certain ways and you could learn uh for 10 years about history but if that history is a lie to begin with then you learned absolutely nothing in the end of it i mean realistically that school system doesn't work like that anyways because it's like you could take a full college class or you could literally find the same thing on youtube you can learn the same fucking thing the only difference is a piece of paper and that piece of paper don't mean shit because you know like okay so I was one of those kids in school that like I didn't try at all. And I just kind of like, you know, I got A's and B's without trying at all. And more often than dude, there was a handful of teachers, specifically my history teacher, that he would say shit fucked up or not say stuff right. And I would correct him. And I ended up getting kicked out of that class. And he moved me into AP history because I kept correcting the history teacher. So it's like if I wasn't there to correct this teacher, 
He would have been sitting there teaching the class completely wrong facts and nobody would have said anything. Nobody would have done anything. And again, what was their response to me trying to help out the teacher and tell him the correct things that he was supposed to be teaching yeah. because they basically made the science teacher teach history. He moved me to AP history. So now the rest of the year, guarantee you those kids were getting taught shit that was not right because there was that's nobody in that class to correct the teacher. Because he was talking about Greek mythology and he was mixing up everybody. Like I was like, no, that's this one. No, that's this one. It, Next thing I know, he's like, all right, you're going to AP history. <laughs> if your whole life has been based on a lie and that you haven't questioned anything and you just have went along with it and is, are like an NPC as people are calling them now. I've been called like, yeah, I call them sheep, whatever people that just follow the herd or whatever. It, you can it do lemmings. Like, that sounds a little bit less offensive. I'm going to start going with that one. Say saying sheep. Cause everybody gets it now. I'm just going to start calling people lemmings. What about retards? Oh, you can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that anymore, Lamero. That's not PC. No, but lemmings are perfect, though, because one lemming will fall off a cliff, and then the rest will follow and jump off a cliff. So I almost feel like it's a better analogy than sheep. I like that, yeah. Because sheep will stop if there's a a cliff, you know? Like, they're not smart, dumb enough to, like, jump off that edge with the other ones, but, like, lemmings, they'll see one go, and all the rest will go with them. Call them a buffalo, because they herd buffaloes off of mountains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of animals that do that. <laughs> it's like jump <laughs> off for your own safety. Uh, but like, I just, it just, it just, it's funny to me because I'm so outspoken in, in, in on social media and could care less. Cause at the end of the day, um, I just push it towards my podcast. And then if I lose the account, I don't really care about it. Right. It's just like, I've got thousands upon thousands of followers on like, TikTok because it's like as easy to like consume. So I think about something very calculated to say in a minute, and then people like what I have to say. But the thing is, I've went around my whole life questioning everything, and these people that I see that don't, and then they're like mad that people like me call out their hypocrisy or the lies that they've lived in. Those are the people who are like in this like that in their head. They're like, no, can't be true, doll, and they're like freaking out inside themselves because they know you break their paradox. Are at least kind of correct, yeah. Because I've I've said that in some videos. I'm like I'm shat. I was like I'm sorry that I gotta shatter your false perception of the reality that you live in, that you've been conditioned your whole life. Even my mom, she's like a she's a nurse, and she's been indoctrinated by that shit. And and I can tell in every single way. And then there's people that maybe push the vaccines and all that stuff. And then if they actually realize that it is a depopulation tool along with a compliance agenda thing, then they're like. Well, I, then they're complacent in it. And then they don't want to feel like they're complacent in this fucking horrible thing that is probably worse than what the Nazis did. And just more out in the open, which is crazy. It's way more out in the open and, but in doing experimentations on children with all this transgender stuff, leading to transhumanism, all this stuff seems to go full circle yeah, it's like if, if the Nazis were doing that in the 1940s, everyone would have freaked out, but they wouldn't have known about it because they didn't know about what happened until afterwards. So it's going to be like in 50 years, you know, everyone's going to be like, fuck. <laughs> All it's going to take, man, is somebody goes on the deep web because I've had a lot of theories on this shit. Obviously, there's a lot of pedophiles. There's you a lot of creepy ass people out there. Friday, dude. Dude, I, gar- I can almost guarantee, man, there's websites full of recordings of people getting the uh, trans surgery. Because I still think there's a big push for that in the aspect of like, you know, they're using it for smut films, man. Like, there's a reason why so many doctors are so adamant about doing it. Like, imagine how much money you make off of smut films on the internet of like, you know, people getting limbs, like manipulating people's bodies, things like that, where it's like, whether, whether your opinion and what you feel on trans, like that's besides the point, like obviously yeah. the doctor conducting the surgery, if they're recording the surgery, like you have to just at least think in the back of your mind, like what could they possibly be doing with that? Are they saving that strictly for like medical reasons to like show somebody else how to do the surgery? Because in my mind, yeah. it's like, bro, like 
I guarantee you there are so database thing, websites just loaded with just that surgery that people are getting off to on the deep web, bro. Yeah. I'm going to explain. Uh, we're doing a big deep dive into the deep web, the dark web. Uh, and I'm going to explain to people how to use it and shit. Last time, we and Billy, when we first started the podcast, did like a smaller episode on it uh, that is now gone probably on the Patreon. And it there's a lot of heavy stuff on there. I'm going to mention it, but like... It's hard to, I don't even want to go on it. I, I know buddies that have, and that have like looked around and really seen some weird shit, but you have you, to be so careful, man. You want a full realm view of the deep web, man. I had beyond top secret Texan come on and talk about it, man. Yeah. Like he knows more of the deep web than like anybody I've ever talked to. Like literally any video that I see on YouTube. That's like, what the fuck is this? Like creepy as shit. Like I went to uh, hillbilly horror stories, uh, seven year anniversary, like live event and yeah, shit like that. that. And bro, Ohio was there and they played this video during that where it's like this guy eating a bowl of soup in this like all white room oh, with yeah, a giant yeah. spoon. And then these like Funko looking people coming up and like yeah. touching him and shit. And like my girlfriend's like, bro, that shit gave me weird ass vibes. Like they were joking about it, but I like know that there's something yeah. dark and creepy to that. And I asked beyond top secret text and he's like, oh yeah, dude, there's this, this thing on the deep web. It's basically like people have nightmares and they'll pay to have somebody recreate the nightmare in a film for them. And he's like, that's what that was. That was somebody's nightmare that they wanted to have recreated. And the guy definitely got murdered after that. People. What was that? They, 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 they recreate them with people that are not aware, not, not aware of it. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's fucked. Um, and it'd be interesting cause we're going to do more or less like surface level stuff of just breaking it down for people and some of the weirder stuff. It's all taboo exist. shit. All the weird taboo yeah. shit you can't experience in real life, bro. Like it's mm. all, in a weird way of like people getting off, whether it's sexual yeah. or it's just like that. Ooh, I feel accomplished kind of feeling like the entire deep web is just full of like taboo smut that people are getting off to in some way, shape or form. Yeah. hundred percent. Once we get this out of the way, we could always uh, get your homeboy on and see if we could do like a live stream just to kind of like hear his thoughts on some of the stuff and the weirder shit that he's seen. But Dude, he goes deep, but because he goes so deep, bro, he's definitely watched by a lot of people. So, like, every single time I try to do episodes with him, you talk about certain things and all of a sudden crazy technical errors. And, like, people don't want to believe that shit with podcasters, but, like, realistically, if the government or these higher powers are going to watch anybody in the population for what they're talking about, what messages they're portraying, name one other group that they'd be watching for that shit other than like podcasters and like open-minded creators. Like anybody doesn't want to believe that shit. You're, you're, you're just, you're blinding yourself. Like, yeah, there's, there's strictly like, there's no way in fuck that they're not watching all of us because dude, you go and check your numbers right now. I guarantee you every single podcaster has a pocket in Washington DC and shit. Like it's fucking weird, dude. Like they're listening to all of us. And there's a reason why on the news every week you keep hearing this push about making podcasters and open-minded thinkers, the enemy, like they're trying to regulate like RSS feeds and all that kind of shit. That's why Spotify, I think is trying to like buy everything up and whether or not they're involved in it to that extent or not, as soon as they buy everything up and they own everything, there's going to be a higher power that comes to them and says, all right, this is what you're going to do for us. And if you don't, you're going to have some fucking problems. (laughs) So for all the podcasters out there, Get your shit the fuck off Anchor. Get your shit off of anything that's owned by Spotify. Go on to the Outlaw RSS hosts because that's the only way that we're going to be able to maintain this shit because we're us and stand-up comedians, I feel, are like the last front for yeah, freedom of speech. And I mean that like deeply. Like Think about anybody else in the entire fucking planet besides stand-up comedians and podcasters that are extending their right for freedom of speech. And eventually, dude, this shit's going to go away yeah, if we don't have more people supporting us and getting on our message, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, some music too, like some artists, uh, even like high res and some of these rappers that really talk uh, about the World Economic Forum and really try to like push against this stuff and then their videos get taken down. Uh, there's there's not a bad guy. He's kind of like a, he's too much of a Trump supporter. I hate his name, but he's actually not a terrible rapper. There's a guy named Playboy the Beast. And because uh, I do my own music and stuff and speak out and I feel like I, I've gotten like hundreds of views on my um, some of my videos on YouTube and stuff like that and like people seem to like it, but then I don't know. I feel like I'm shadow banned even on the strange Root podcast, YouTube, which if people want to subscribe to that, I'd be very happy because we do a lot of video content on there. I would love if you subscribe to our YouTube, uh, but I even feel like we're kind of shadow banned there because some of the stuff we talk about or the videos we do is like eye catching and fun and more than what other people are doing. So I feel like they try to censor, especially on YouTube and sway people's like opinions in certain directions, but there's a lot of like artists, like he had a fuck Joe Biden song, this playboy, the beast guy. And it got like taken down down and shit like that like numerous times you gotta keep re-uploading it and dude musicians are gonna start going to rsso's and start dropping new songs as podcast episodes that's just an idea yeah. all those rappers out there that are worried about getting their shit pulled off of youtube anything literally create a podcast rss host and drop your singles as fucking podcast episodes that's some smart a shit better app i keep saying this like rumble and shit people are like praise rumble like they're doing okay but like they need to make an app that you can like stream to your TV. That's what YouTube has the advantage of all this shit. And it's, and we'll bring it to a close, but I do think it's going to get like pretty bad in the next five years. I think they're going to keep pushing this stuff. I do think that they're trying to make, they're trying to force people to be dependent on the government. Like, oh, really? that's where universal income comes in. They're going to keep making it yes. so that nobody can work. All the jobs are trash. So eventually everybody's going to depend on the government for, uh, you know, the, in for income and once it gets when to that have point, AI doing everything for you, dude, dude, you still, you just got to fuck with the AI. Like I heard this one today and this shit was great. Those fucking AI driving vehicles, like the new taxis and shit, yeah. all the people that are against that shit, they keep putting fucking cones on the hood and then they just freeze in place and they don't know what to do. Like we just keep half. I don't know it's if it's weird. a good thing. Maybe you got to do this yeah. kind of shit in order to show the machines will fuck up. But at the same time though, if you keep doing this shit, then they're going to program them to know how to get around this shit. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I hands down, I was saying this shit on. last night, man. Fucking pre-rolls when it comes to that shit, and I'm sure you know up in Canada, no, by no means will a machine ever compare to somebody hand-rolling a joint because those fucking hand-rolled robot yeah, joints, the fucking pre-made pre-rolls, trash. They They're never, never good. <laughs> They're never smoke, right? No. And uh, what what is your end thing? You do a words of wisdom or whatever? Yes, I do words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners. So if you could bestow right. any words of wisdom on the listeners, what would it be, my friend? Um, I'm just going to give you kind of a spiel. I do think that the government is actively trying to kill and dismantle the Western world along with probably the rest of the world and to make you dependent on the government no matter what. So I suggest not just saying no. It's the biggest thing. The biggest thing that people can do is united non-compliance. If enough people say no, like if enough people said no to the vaccines, it wouldn't have went as far as it did. Canadi Canadians were the most complacent of all. And this is why I'm so bothered by we all oh, you guys the trucker convoy though and i was like yeah but as soon as it got tough people they, they started closing people's bank accounts and then it starts a precipice where now people are scared to protest and and fight against government tyranny because they're scared that their government's going to turn off their fucking bank accounts but enough people do this enough people need to like 
stop paying taxes or something like that. I'm not saying they should, but if you had enough people do something so dramatic like that, where it was a couple million, there's no way they could do it to all of us. So what they are going to keep doing this. They're going to keep starting fires, claiming it's by uh, climate change. They're going to, they're going to keep making everything more expensive. So you spend most of your time working. So you're so consumed working your nine to five job with your life and family and trying to work to get ahead. You'll never get ahead. They're never going to let you get ahead. They'll never happen. As long as these people and these tyrants and these psychopaths, sociopath, narcissistic weirdos, pedophiles are in power, they're never going to let you get ahead. So my message to most people is to wake up, smell the coffee, realize that all this stuff is happening and being orchestrated in an event and all timed very correctly in the way that they projected what they want to come out of 2030, um, I'm sure, and lots of things after that, is just say no. Very true. And uh, non compliance, everybody. Yeah, because you have to team up, man. Because otherwise, in America at least, man, if you're trying to help out the trucker convoy, anything like that, if you're in small groups, they start trying to label you as domestic terrorists. That's their that's yeah. their go to. As soon as you, I got called a domestic terrorist today for calling out like the government hypocrisy and lies. Like someone on TikTok, somebody called me a, all these people, like uh, these patriots in, in Canada, United States, are sharing this one video, and it's uh, it's like they're um, duetting it over and over again, whatever. So I did one with one guy, and it got like thousands of views, and people would be like, yeah, let's start this stuff. People need to rise up. Tons and tons of comments, and there was one person that was like, uh, you national domestic terrorist, you're an embarrassment. And then I did a video where I was like, you know, you're, I was like, you know, it's embarrassing trusting a government that is completely corrupt. And I was like, you're an embarrassment to whatever kids you're going to have to yourself, to the, to all of humanity for going along with this. And then it was taken down after like, I got like 300 likes on it for, um, uh, bullying and harassment. <laughs> Dude, before we go out on this one, I got to throw this in back in, uh, what was it? The 1940s. They thought lobotomies were good for you. And there was that whole thing yeah. in New York where like everybody was going and getting a voluntary lobotomy and everybody thought that that was what you're supposed to do and it was good for you. But looking at it now, obviously that sounds fucking crazy. Imagine where all this stuff's going to be, you know, 40, 50 years from now and everybody looking back all at those it. Cops that were like, I'm just doing my job. Like even during the fire stuff, they're like, well, I'm just doing, I'm, I'm just following the orders they keep saying. And everyone in the comments of all these videos of seeing what's going on with these cops and the RCMP is like really corrupt in Canada, like as bad as the FBI and the CIA and all these other organizations. And it's just like, they're just like, they're not doing anything to help anybody but themselves. All these people that are complacent in all these atrocities that are happening, even if the media is not showing you that's an atrocity or something that's devastating and bad and manipulated by the government. Something like that. It's not mean that it's what you think it is, you know, mm-hmm. matter of manipulation. My friend. So yeah. Yeah. So complacent, but yeah, everybody, but the a positive thing is that I do believe I've been waiting my whole life for people to wake up. I, I, since I was a very young kid, I've been aware of what's going on. So I've always wanted people to wake up. I knew it'd be tough, but it's, it's going to get tough. Like it, the more and more people wake up, good but the more and more people do get aware and wake up to the idea of that the government and most people are corrupt and, and controlling and manipulating the world the more they're going to like tighten their grip around us so it's about us to resist all throughout history all totalitarian leaders have done this so <laughs> it's bound to be a time where history repeats itself we're just you have yes. to keep raising the elevation of everybody and just make so everybody realizes what the fuck's going on <laughs> yeah then we can like float above we can all rapture or some shit that'd be fun oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know we went so dark and negative on the end of this, but like I just I did want to make people aware of that shit. I usually like I, it, it comes into my episodes. We're doing like the most fun a- episode, and then I joke about some horrific government conspiracy. <laughs> I was like, it was like Jesus. Can we stop talking about this shit. I'm like, man, I'm always thinking about it though. You will have to do like a really deep dark dive on this shit at some point. That. Cause I'm obviously yeah, down for it. I've told you a million times, bro. I get just into the conspiracies yeah. as you do, but you guys never yeah. invite me to the conspiracy shit, man. Like everybody thinks of me as silly. just the cryptid guy. I'm just the cryptid guy, but I'm more yeah. than that, man. <laughs> I know. I just think we'll have a lot of fun. There's a lot of episodes. There's stuff that me and Aaron specifically want to do too, which we can plan it out to see if we can get you on at the same time. It's just cause Aaron's in Ireland. It's such a weird yeah. scheduling thing, but there's lots of stuff um, between my show and your show that I'm sure in the next year, we're going to really cross some bridges. Like I already have plans to at least like you're gonna come on the big Bigfoot deep dive. We all gotta raise together, man. That's that's the rule. Yeah, I know because there's there's so much stuff because there's a couple of episodes I'm like, I it, a deep dives are more fun when you have at least three people on it. True. Yeah. You, know? you have different you people have, throwing like, in different, different opinions. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, should I shut out my shit and we'll bring this to a close? Yes, sir. I was going to say for anybody that's enjoyed this episode and you're not already listening to Strange Brew, which if you're not like, what are you doing, man? You, you better go and listen to Strange Brew. Let everybody know where the fuck they can find you, your rap, all that shit. And also just an added bonus. Hopefully you'll send me it after this episode. Maybe I can use the end play out as one of your songs that you've written specifically about reptilians if you got one. So that'd be kind of cool. Okay, I... Uh, I actually do have one. Perfect. The beat is not copy written, but I actually have, uh, I'll get you the clip of it. Um, Cause there's a song I did create. It's called alien race, alien races, alien race, I think. And it's, uh, I changed my voice throughout it. So at the beginning, I'm a gray alien and it's like a higher kind of pitch voice. And, and then uh, I, in the middle, I'm a reptilian where it's like very, like I used to like be a screamer in a metal band. So it's like very raspy. And at the end, I'm a palladium where I'm like, I'm going to f- defeat the evil aliens kind of shit. It's a fun song. Cause it's like, um, I talk about that thing where it's like, uh, um, shoot you with the laser beam and, uh, make you, f- oh, what's the, what's the line? It's essentially saying that like, there's one of the lines where I say something about how, um, you're being, uh, raped in your dream, but you won't think it's real. So I put that whole thing of the reptilians, like use you, like I talked about of like manipulating you in your dreams and all that shit. Um, but yeah, the, if you want to check out my music, I'm hoping to get it on Spotify, at least the beats that I know that are not copyrighted. Cause I start, I write to a beat that I like, and then I, per, then I shout it out. Like I put the producer, whoever the producer was. Um, but like if anyone actually makes some decent hip hop beats, like hit me up underground stuff. Um, but I have a bunch of songs that I'm able to probably put on Spotify. I just got to stop working on the show so much, but you can look up uh, youtube.com slash at Raptilian Tom. So if you just type that in, um, if you look up the Raptilian, it will say, do you mean the Raptilian? And if you click, no, you mean the Raptilian, like rap, obviously they will pop up my channel. It just like it, it's like it because people they think it's people trying to say the reptilians fucking stupid. <laughs> like I picked a bad name, I guess. And then obviously you can find me at Strange Brew Podcast. I always like tell people like go subscribe to the YouTube because we do a lot of fun stuff on there. A lot of the content is like kind of is visual. Um, a lot of people are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff too. Uh, but then Instagram strangebrew.podcast. And yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot you out. Uh, I'll send you some songs. But there's a lot of stuff that Shane is going to be coming on the show to do too, just so people are aware. Like you know, keep your ears and eyes out for the Bigfoot deep dive. It might be a couple months at this point. 
but I, I want to do that justice where we do like three, four hours and really like, dude, I could talk for four hours on Sasquatch by myself. I know. <laughs> I know. So that's what I'm saying. So we'll have to lay everything out and stuff like that and get it. Well, I want to do it correctly. Uh, cause there's so much to it. Um, but I would love for Billy to come on that one because I think it'd be a riot. But I, I think there's some smaller cases that me and you could cover with Billy t- to do with the Bigfoot uh, because I don't think he can sit here for fucking four hours. I'll have him convinced by the end. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That was fun, though. I'm glad we got into this convo. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I appreciate you for making the time to come on the show, man. And I'm looking forward to getting to do more in the future, yeah. as always. Yes. If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating on iTunes or Spotify. And uh, if you guys want to share this episode specifically, you guys can uh, go on YouTube or TikTok, find a clip of this show, send it to a friend, uh, or you guys can even send the full episode if you think that somebody's going to check it out. But if you need a little bite-sized portion of the episode, don't forget to go and check out the YouTube or the TikTok. Makes it quick and easy to share over there. And if any of you want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can always shoot me a message on Instagram, which is the form of social media that I'm the most active on. Or you guys can always email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Or you go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and that will go directly to my email. And uh, if you guys go that route, make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders, make sure nothing gets missed in the process. Because as I always say, I do respond to every single message that I get from you guys. If you guys are taking the time to send me a message, the least I can do is, of course, respond to you guys. And I want to hear from all of you guys, so don't hesitate to shoot me a message, even if you're saying hi, saying that you like the show, uh, you just want to break the ice and uh, form a line of communication. I'm done for all of that. I want to get to know all you guys personally. So the only way it's ever going to happen is with you guys messaging me first, because I see you guys' numbers that you guys are listening to the show, but I don't know all your faces. And I won't know your faces until you guys introduce yourselves. So if you guys want to do that, definitely... uh, I'd appreciate it if you did. Everything that I mentioned, all available under the link tree, which is available down in the show description. But if you don't want to do it that way, you guys can always go to L-A-N-K-T-R-P-R-D-E slash Increase All Reality Podcast. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed this awesome conversation. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.